If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and as ever, super delighted to be back with you in the middle of a wonderful summer. It's uh, it's ab- absolutely fabulous here, and really, it's all going very, very smoothly. I have my fingers crossed at the moment. We have approximately 140 families in properties this weekend or this week, and everybody seems to be having a great time. It does help. The weather is fabulous, absolutely glorious. It's probably the best summer we've seen for years. Although, I, you know, I can't actually quite remember what last summer was like. So maybe it's great summers every year. But I was down on the dock at my sister's house yesterday and the water was sparkling. It's very, very warm. When you imagine that our lakes are completely frozen for four months of the year, it, it's really hard to imagine that you can jump in a lake in August and it's almost like bath water. It is so, so warm. And I was watching people going up and down on boats and people on adjoining docks all having such great fun. And I know that there are a couple of properties across from where my sister lives that are solely rented out on Airbnb and they are doing very, very well. It's always good to see people sitting out on the docks enjoying themselves and knowing that they are short-term rental guests. And this may be their first experience at being in cottage country. And it's so great to see them having such a wonderful time. So the theme of today's episode is summer. And the reason I am talking about summer is that back in June, around about the middle of June, we suddenly realized that things weren't going as well as they always did in our booking season. Now, just to give you a little bit of background, our booking season usually starts in November and all our big properties get booked out around about that time. You know, the properties with five, six, seven bedrooms, the groups that are going to book those larger, let's call them executive style properties, are always early to book they are able to plan well, well in advance. And they know that these bigger properties get booked up early. So they want to be out there and securing their vacation. So usually by January, the majority of our large properties are booked out. But of course, we take on new properties every year. This year has been an amazing year for owner acquisition. And we brought on, I think, 30% more properties than our goal. We always have a goal for each year. This year, I think it was around 25 to 30, and we have exceeded that and are actually still taking on properties at this moment. Now, what we can usually tell owners when we are talking to them prior to registering them on our property management program is that it really doesn't matter what time of the spring we take on a new property. To give you a little bit of the picture, Most new owners don't close on their properties until May because that's when the ice is off the lakes. They can actually see what they've bought and they're able to get in there and start doing their own thing to their new acquisitions. So we often don't come along until May and early June and get our photographs done and get our videos done and start to market the properties. And But we've said, you know, in the past, we never have an issue with July, August rentals. It's like a done deal. If the property is priced competitively and if it looks beautiful in the photographs, we will have no problem in renting out the full 10 weeks of the summer. And that is really, I mean, that's our major season. It's the end of June to to Labor Day, the beginning of September. So we were gaily taking on new properties and 
putting them up on the website and we list them on our own website. We list them on a traditional listing site called Cottages in Canada, which brings probably about 60% of our traffic. It's a, it's a very, very popular site in our location. We also put them on Canada Stays and that sends out to other channels such as VRBO and HomeAway. And for this year, we've put a couple onto Airbnb. The majority of our owners actually don't want to be on Airbnb. They're very conventional, traditional. They don't like the concept of us not being able to screen because that's one of our selling points. But we did have a few on Airbnb this year. And we began to realize very early on in June that something had changed in the market, that the massive traffic that we were getting through in previous years, and I'm talking about the last 15 years, because every year we have seen a significant increase on the previous year. This year, it was as though we had come to almost a standstill. All the properties that were booked out in November, December, January, February, those were showing on the calendar as as fully booked, but we noticed these immense gaps. And we're not that sophisticated. We never have been because we've always rented July and August. So we don't have sophisticated analysis of different weeks and different properties. It's just they'll get booked. This year, it didn't happen. We got to the middle of June and I'm not saying we were panicking because our last minute market has always been very active. You know, once we do get into July and August, if there was anything remaining or if we had cancellations, those weeks were going to be snapped up. But we did a calculation in mid-June and we had 500 weeks available. And that was, uh, it's hard to describe actually. Once we, we looked at it and we, we saw that the immensity of what we had available and the job that we had ahead of us to get those weeks booked, to bring the income to our owners who, for many of them, for many, many years, they've had no issue in filling up these weeks. And here we were with, with some of their prime weeks still vacant and with no real idea of of what we were going to do about it because we've never had to do anything different before. Now, as far as what's happened this year, my business partner came up with what I think is, is a very valid reason. He said, there's a couple of things in play here. Number one is the increase in inventory right across the board, a huge increase in inventory. We are seeing people who'd never thought of renting before putting their empty weeks up on Airbnb. Once again, this is not a scientific approach. We do not have any figures to show how many properties were available three years ago against how many properties there are now. It really is a wet finger in the air approach. So that was the first thing, you know, increase in inventory. The second thing was the the inquiries we were getting were for weekends and short breaks. Now, traditionally, we've been Saturday to Saturday, Friday to Friday, weekly only through the summer because we could, because that's what traditionally people wanted. And what we were finding is that this whole idea of spending a vacation at a cottage has changed and that people were wanting, you know, saying I can only do a couple of days. You know, I could do a Monday to Wednesday, but I can't do Friday to Friday. And then, of course, last minute has has always been big for us. It's always a big last minute market. So we knew that was going to be out there. But it seemed to be more of an issue this year. So there we were around about the 15th of June going, what the heck do we do? because we'd never been in this situation before. And you understand, I know I'm being completely transparent with you. We had not seen this before. So I'm out on all the other agencies looking at their calendars as well, saying, are they struggling the same way as we are? And to a certain degree, yes, I was seeing lots of gaps there as well. 
and also hearing from other property managers across the US who are also talking about the same thing. Everything was down. A lot of people were struggling. We are very, very fortunate in that I have a second business. As you all know, I'm a CEO of a property management company here in Ontario, but I'm also the co-founder of Vacation Rental Formula. And part of the Vacation Rental Formula, my other co-founders are my son, Mike, and Jason Beaton, who you've heard many times on the podcast. And I spoke to Mike and Jason about this, and they both said, you know, we have the program for you. And it it was a bit of an aha moment for me because I'm so close to these guys in terms of what they are doing for other companies and for other individuals. And I'd never thought, can you do this for us? So it was very, very quick. I had Mike and Jason do a proposal for us to let us know what they could do for our company to fill in these weeks. And we had a goal. I want you to fill half of those weeks. Give us 250 and we will be happy. This is what this podcast is about. And Jason Beaton is joining me. And we're going to talk about how they saved our summer. So here I am with Jason Beaton. You all know Jason. He's been on the show many times before. But this is a bit different. You know, in the past, we've always talked about sort of third-party work that Jason and Mike have been doing for other people and in general terms about digital marketing. But I wanted to bring Jason on today to talk to him about what he's been doing for my company since the middle of June. And now we're just into the early part of August and we have had such monumental success in the past six weeks. When I look back to what happened, you know, what, what brought us to talking to Mike and Jason in the middle of June, and we were so despondent, I can't believe the, the changes that have happened in the last, what is it, Jason, eight weeks, seven or eight weeks yeah. now? Yep, and actually it's more, more around the line of six once we with like any other project, there's always that the startup time, right? Uh, but it's been really about six weeks of active uh, work with you guys within uh, within your accounts and, and really, you know, driving traffic and looking at data and all that fun stuff. Well, let's kick off with um, what what did you see as, as being our issue? So here we are as a property management company, 180 properties, and we come to you with with this, what we see as this huge problem, which is just a mass of vacancy where we've never had a mass of vacancy at that particular point in time before. How did you see it? How did you sort of start to tease out what you were going to do for us? Yeah, well, you know, a lot of it um, always comes down to kind of the audits. We, I think Mike and I have talked about that audit before, but we dove into into your stats, uh, or I should say tried to dive into your stats because we realized very quickly that um, you guys really didn't have any, any historical data that we could reference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether, so whether outside of Google Analytics, there, which, you know, it, it's definitely a start. But when we start talking about, um, you know, a, a full-on digital marketing strategy, there was no data around how many, you know, conversion rate from from your, your reservation page to your, your booking successful booking page. We didn't have any data that way. We, we saw that, that you guys were really relying on a few key players um, or a few key websites to send you traffic or just gen- generic or general SEO. Those, those are the first two things that I saw. So that, that really told me, A, we need to generate more eyeballs to your page. And then secondly, when they got to that page, make it or to your website, make it easier for them to feel comfortable with your brand, feel comfortable, um, you know, making sure they get to that booking very easily. So those were the first couple of things that I saw when we first started kind of looking at the account. So, so when you say, you know, people coming to the page, what, what were you looking at? You know, what were you looking at when you looked at our front page and, and, and began to look deeper into, into the analytics of how people were moving around? Yeah, one of the first things that we did was install um, a couple of scripts for for the tracking software that we use to kind of map out a customer journey or to map out a funnel. I think we've used that term a couple of times um, in the past or or map out uh, basically how how your site interacts. 
where by doing that, we could see we were getting people to the reservation page, you know, that's kind of to complete their reservation, right? Um, and you guys had a very unique circumstance where your reservation page was completely off of your main site. They were, they were detached, so to speak. So a lot of the tracking analytics didn't flow over. This is the first time, to my knowledge, that you guys have really had some in-depth tracking on your reservation pages. So uh, one of the first stats that jumped out to me was the conversion rate from your reservation page to actually completing a booking. And that, that was somewhere in the neighborhood of about um, you know 13 to 15% where you know some uh, a guest who wants to make a booking, they come to that reservation page where they put in all their details, right? Um, they put in all their details and the credit card and everything on that one page. Um, the first thing that we that we did on that was we added a live chat box, which you, you know you guys have um, really done done well with the live chat since it got up and going for the for the high season. So that way, the guest has got a great um, awareness, or, or if something goes wrong, they can live chat you right then. And the second thing we did too was um, we put up a, an exit intent box where. If somebody tries to close that web page without actually completing the booking, it pops up a, a message that says, "Hey, you know, you know, why don't you complete your booking within the next thirty minutes and get a twenty dollars Amazon gift card?" Those two things alone, um, which is that, that's our biggest uh, struggle with, our biggest challenge was actually getting the uh, your property management booking system service to install the codes for us. But once we got the codes going, it was fairly, fairly straightforward. But that, that alone changed it around from a, a 13 to 15% conversion rate to now, even today, I checked it today, it was over 28% in the last 30 days. So um, that was you know, nearly doubling your conversions you know, from booking page to, to checkout. So, I mean, that, that alone was pretty, pretty viable. And that was a quick one too. I think that we got that up and going within the first week or so. Let's remember, we're talking here about direct bookings. You know, at the same time as this is going on, we've still got traffic coming in from uh, from our third-party sites, Canada Stays, VRBO, HomeAway, Airbnb, um, and, and in, well, inquiries are coming in from cottages in Canada, but then they come through our direct booking process, so we can uh, we can uh, perhaps ignore that one. But, yeah, at the same time, we still are getting – uh, traffic in from those other third-party sites, but we'd actually seen a slowdown from there as well, and and we'd been in touch with Canada Stays and said, you know, is is this just us? What's going on? And we had from them that it was a global slowdown. They were seeing a slowdown in traffic to the Canada Stays site, not necessarily just to our our listings. So we've increased our conversion rate on that booking page. And, you know, we'd never really thought about that. And once we had this discussion about, you know, how people travel around a website and the fact they were coming to our booking page and then having to complete a booking form. And we do ask for information on all the members of the group. We have to do that for insurance purposes. But because we were asking it then and there before they could make that booking, didn't we decide that it was you know, for somebody on a cell phone, perhaps if they're in a hurry, they're, they're just so used to going to Airbnb and just clicking right. that book button and then perhaps sending details later. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's one of the, the long-term goals that we definitely discussed with you guys. And I, I'm, I would be willing to bet that most, most owners and property managers out there probably would, would need to kind of consider this advice as well. Get basically the bare minimum and get your money. After that, follow back up with them and get all the details. You know, it's too too easy to create a form on your website, or if you don't have a website yet, create a Google form, a, a Woo form. There's lots of form templates or builders out there that you can use to get all this information later on. So, because I know for me as a shopper, especially if I'm in a hurry or I've got something to go, um, and actually just general behavior for me is I'll get to that checkout page probably two or three times contemplating, do I really want to fill out all this information now? Um, or do I want to go wait, wait till I get home to do it? Once, once you kind of get that, the, all the booking dates set and the price, uh, I would definitely suggest getting bare minimum contact or, you know, get, get your basic contact information and get out, you know, get out with, with the cash in hand and follow back up with them later. 
So yeah, that, that's definitely a long-term, um, a long-term rework for your booking process. Yeah. And, and, you know, as I say, this is something we'd, we'd never considered because it, it had never been an obstacle before. Just looking at the, my dashboard from this morning um, that I have set up for you guys, you are now getting more mobile visitors than you are desktop visitors. So that's something to consider not only on that booking page, but throughout your whole website. My next step is to kind of analyze and figure this and see which one, you know, which platform is actually creating the bookings. Is it the desktop creating bookings or is it mobile creating bookings? And see how that changes going forward. This is really interesting stuff. Um, so, so let's talk about you know, the couple of other things we did or you did Facebook and mm-hmm. Google advertising. How did, mm-hmm. how did that work? Yeah. So once we got that um, conversion rate up to it, up to an acceptable percentage, you know, our next step is get more people on that page. Right. So we um, set up kind of three tiers of uh, advertising within Facebook. We, we uh, did a, a general, or we did a retargeting campaign for uh, that's basically we, we, anybody who has come to the site that didn't book. We, we started to serve them some ads on Facebook. Uh, we did a, a abandoned reservation campaign. So if somebody actually made it to that reservation page we just talked about, but they did not complete the booking, they were in this particular um, campaign that got a little bit different ads, a little bit different verbiage to encourage them to complete their booking. And then we also um, started off with a, a, a set of ads to specific properties. Now we quickly changed that though. I say change that we quickly added a cold traffic ads because um, probably until about two and a half, three weeks in all the marketing we were doing on Facebook and Google alike. We also use Google, um, Google ads as well. It was all retargeting people. So we didn't have a focus at that point in time of getting new, new eyes and new guests onto your website, but rather completing the cycle or making sure that we had your funnel, what, well, that's what I call airtight, um, from anybody who dropped off at any point in time, they were at least being encouraged to come back to your site. So, um, that was all the retargeting we did. And after about three weeks, we added in cold traffic and cold traffic was actually uh, performing fairly, fairly well. Again, cold traffic is, um, people who don't know anything about your company you know, and they're just kind of browsing around on Facebook and they just happen to see an ad for, um, you know, an opening in the next couple of weeks or a, a, um, a short-term rental for a few nights, something like that, that's getting them for the very first time to your website. And then once they're there, then the other campaigns kind of take over. Uh, so that was the, the, the three different layers we had. We had just general site retargeting. That way we can use that for any promotions that you guys ran or to drive back to a specific property, uh, we added the abandoned cart or what we, what's typically called abandoned cart or abandoned reservation campaign. So it's only served to people who did not complete their reservation. And then uh, we added a cold traffic campaign. So again, the, this is the one that, that cold traffic one is, um, I typically don't worry about cold traffic until we feel good about the everything downstream. So um, your conversion rate from step to step to step, um, some of those data elements, which is why we waited two and a half, three weeks to actually activate the cold traffic to start bringing new, new sets of eyes, new sets of guests um, into, kind of into your ecosystem. Yeah, really interesting. And, and you know, it's, there were some things that I, I, hadn't, I didn't have much comprehension of, actually. When you started to talk about uh, retargeting, my uh, comprehension of retargeting was that these were people that had been to stay with us and then that we were sending them a an email or, or some advertising. But so, right. so can you explain a little bit about retargeting? Because these people, are, these are the people who've never given us an email address in the first place. So how are you yeah. getting to them? Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a fantastic uh, question, Heather, because you're right. Most people think of retargeting, meaning, uh, you know, you have to have their contact information. And, and the truth is that it's kind of the complete opposite of that. Uh, with the Facebook Pixel and with the Google Pixel and any other advertising platform, uh, they'll give you a little snippet of code that basically Facebook now knows, hey, this person, you know, visited your site. And that's basically the information they have. Facebook does it, their, their magic algorithm with to figure out who it is. You, you actually, as a business owner, do not have to con- have own or control any of that, that person's contact information to market back out to them. 
or to, re- to retarget them. And uh, that's kind of the, when we look at, at the full kind of customer journey, the first thing to do is, is the first phase for cold traffic is to get them to your website. That way they can be pixeled, which means now they're eligible to receive those retargeting ads that you already have set up. The second step is to actually get them to opt in to something. You know, you know get that um, name, email address, phone number, those type of contact de- details. That way you can now follow back up with them in email or in text message or even a, a phone call. So, um, yeah, that's, that's exactly what the retargeting is. And even down to the point where somebody comes to your website, you have no contact information for them, and they view a few properties, they check out some, some reviews, and then they actually make it all the way to your booking page, yet they have yet to type in an email address. Well, that's exactly where retargeting comes in. You're able to retarget them and serve them ads on these platforms without, have to have, without having that contact information. So um, that, that's definitely a, a, a one of the very first things if anyone's out there listening who needs that set up or does not have that set up yet, that's one of the first things you need to do is get that, that Facebook pixel installed on your website. Try, try and go for a, some type of retargeting ad campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was uh, amazed at that because doing that, then people will send the inquiries and then you get the email addresses. So then that, that right. just becomes added to the list. The other thing that, uh, that you advised us, of course, was, um, which, which we did right at the very outset was live chat. And Absolutely. I mean, I, I use live chat all the time. If, if I'm on a site, if I've got a question, I now look for the live chat button so I can just go and answer, ask the question. Somebody comes on straight away and gives me an answer. But of course, in that communication, I have given away my email address. So I become, I, I will go onto their email list. And it's exactly the same as people coming onto our website, giving us their inquiry, and we now have their email address. And that, that's something we really hadn't spent much time thinking about either. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and um, you know, live chat, you guys, with your, with your company, Heather, uh, you have the benefit of having a team basically on live chat. So pretty, someone's there pretty much, you know, around the clock through the, the six or eight weeks of high season, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is that is true. I mean, yeah. usually we've only got one person, one, you know, because the, the, the traffic through live chat hasn't been huge. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and in fact, when if, if, if you're you depending, of course, on what um, what live chat platform you're using, then if there's nobody around, it does their, their query or question comes into us. Mm-hmm on email anyway, so we can then get back to them. We, we had so many conversions off the live chat platform. Think about from a guest perspective, you're basically proving your, your humanity, you know, if, if you were there on live chat. Uh, now, to that, with that said, there's many platforms where you can kind of, um, I'm sure most of you guys listening have heard of the term bots, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is a difference between live chat and bots. But there, there's a, a way to do it in a hybrid style that allows um, allows the customer basically um, almost quiz style. You know, it allows allows the guest or customer to to select what they're looking for versus type it in, mm-hmm. which really works well on mobile. You know, one finger to just tap a button works a lot better than trying to you know thumb it out, thumb out a full question. Uh, but Doing some things like that, which is kind of the next evolution, instead of just having live chat available, but to have some t- some type of um, filtering or um, you know information gathering ahead of time, is, is just it's going to help you guys out as well. Move through those uh, live chats a little bit quicker and faster. And sometimes the, the Q and A before it gets to a live chat agent may actually um, assist the customer, assist the guest, and everything they need to know to move forward. There was something that we figured out at the at the very outset, and I was talking about this in the introduction, is that the whole dynamics of of our guest um, requirements changed this year. I mean, we we still had the bulk, I guess, of our inquiries way back in the the early spring were for weekly rentals only because that's very traditional in our location. But what we did find as we got into the late later in the spring and early summer was that the proportion of people wanting weekly rentals dropped right off and got replaced by those wanting short breaks and weekends. And we hadn't 
been used to this at all. We've we've spent over the years, you know, no, we don't do short breaks or weekends in the summer because if you do a weekend, you're breaking up two separate weeks and then the owner's got five days on one side of the weekend and five days on the other to rent, which is very difficult. But what we found yep. this year that we had properties that had no bookings whatsoever. So... You know, yes, maybe we should start looking at this. We should start looking at the weekends and short breaks. So tell us about how we went around letting people know that we were open for this new type of uh, accommodation um, timing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's um, one of the challenges with having as many properties as, as you guys manage is, is how do, how do I show the, the properties I want the guests to see first in a way that's clean and, and it's non-intrusive or it's not hard to get to. So we made a landing page. Again, landing page is, uh, you know, a, a, a page that has kind of one, one job, right? It's got one thing to do. Um, and we displayed all of these, pro- I think there was what, 15 or 20 properties that, that one is short breaks. So uh, we displayed all these images uh, kind of like a tile um, but to, to let people know, we sent, we sent a couple email blasts out to your email list. Um, and then the other thing that we did once we have this landing page built, uh, was on-site notifications in the form of like maybe a, a, a um, top bar or a, a chat window pop-up on the left-hand side. Uh, some of these, uh, what, what most people would call quote unquote pop-ups, uh, we, we deployed those and those worked very, very well. One specifically um, was a top banner on your website that displayed on your on your homepage and across the board that simply said, um, you know, are you looking for? Let, let me see if I can see it. Uh, can't take a full week's vacation. We have weekend and midweek stay availability for select colleges. Select cottages. Check out the deals on the button, and when they click that button, it just goes to the short break page where they can they can see all. Um, all, all of the properties that, that offer short breaks right there with um, very cleanly, uh, it was very easy to see how um, the occupancy levels, uh, if they're pet friendly or not, which was a big deal for, for your owners or for your, for your guests um, and uh, minimum stays. So that, that was one thing we did that, and that performed very well. Let me see if I can get some stats on that for us real quick here. Um, that drove 300, 386 people directly to that short break page, which bypassed a very complex availability on your site as it is right now. You have to select the dates you're looking for. Uh, you have to select you know a couple of the data points. So it was very time consuming. And by, by going straight to this landing page, we bypassed that and showed them just the properties that, that qualify for these short breaks. Um, so that, that was a great, uh, a great top banner. And then we also deployed a, what I call a little mini quiz um, as well that asked them, uh, you know, it, it's a, I love this piece of software because it kind of allows you to layer questions and, and, and show different questions depending on the answers and their answers are all buttons. So you're driving the conversation as a business owner. Um, but it's basically asking them, how long do you, do you plan to stay? And if it was, you know, between, you know, less than five days, boom, it shot, shot them straight over to the short break uh, page. If it was more than, more than five days, you ask them a few more questions as far as how many guests they have, when they look at looking at bookings some things like that, just for more data collection really than anything. And then shot them over to uh, the appropriate page after that. But that as a whole um, as well had over 500 different um, customers or, or guests interact with that in some form or, or some form or fashion. So it was very, and so that one, that one drove another 250 people to that short breaks page. So overall, and these were only deployed in July thir- 23rd. So that's how quick mm-hmm. all the short break stuff happened. I mean, what, what is that, Heather, two weeks? Yes. Yeah. With, within two weeks, we were able to drive over 500 um, guests. I say drive. We were able to, to help 500 guests get to the short break page that we designed specifically for this new need. Um, which obviously helped out really, you know, helped you guys out really well because we, as soon as it went up in the last two weeks, uh, bookings really started to kind of pick up as well. Yeah, and uh, you know, th- this this comes on to you know the, the the success for us is that I mean th- there were some properties that we you know we we just weren't able to fill that last week of June, first week of July, which is always a, a slow one for us. And I, you know, if we'd thought about this, we'd come in with this 
strategy and campaign at the beginning of June, I don't think we'd have had any issue in filling those early weeks. But from the moment this really kicked off, and I know that our staff had the busiest July ever. (laughs) I was getting email or Slack messages from my office manager who does the books. And she she was saying, I cannot believe the money that is going through the system at the moment. She said, it's unprecedented. We've never seen anything like it in July. Put, put some numbers behind that. That was, that was 50 bookings, Heather, mm-hmm. uh, since we deployed all this on, on July 23rd, specifically for short breaks. Yeah. So obviously there was some lead up with that, uh, with everything we were doing ahead of time. Once we determined that kind of that, that middle of July, it took us about a week to kind of get all the parts and pieces from, from y'all's data of what, what cottages um, or what rentals needed to be on this page, just building the page to get everything implemented. It took about a week uh, to 10 days. Um, but as soon as it got up and running live, yeah, it's, it's been generating uh, quite, quite a few bookings for you guys each day. Yeah. And, uh, and still happening, you know, I, I mean, we, we were have we're in the middle of a long weekend and usually, the uh, the August Civic Weekend is pretty slow because ev- and the weather's been fabulous. So everybody was outside enjoying the weather. We don't expect a busy time, but I think you know there were half a dozen um, bookings came in over a very short space of time yesterday. Um, so yeah, I mean the, the the success of it, we've we felt it. We can see it in our figures. We've we've been able to see uh, to um, to heave that collective sigh of relief <laughs> and, and and it's sort of like you know yes the summer has been saved uh, and i'm not saying that you know that there's we don't have a good amount of work ahead of us because there are there's a lot more to do so certainly certainly and that's actually um i was talking with mike last week just specifically about your account and, and kind of gearing up okay so what's what's the next steps um, that we would recommend your, your company take as far as the digital marketing strategy. Um, and, and one of them, to be honest with you, it, it's, I think it's already on the docket, but looking for that alternative booking system, one, one that will let you make those customizations such as, mm-hmm. um, you know, the minimum required information, something that's a little more mobile friendly and, and really start to dive into some of those, um, those data points to kind of prepare probably in February or March on, on a larger strategy again uh, to try and avoid um, avoid having to, to panic in, in early June because you don't have to stay in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one, one of the things that I definitely want, want to see improved with, within your, your digital marketing strategy is the um, once we get the data from the different, um, you know, Actually, let, let me back up because I know I've been on the podcast several times talking about automation and, and that that's you know customer journey from the time they book until the time they arrive and, and the emails you can send out and, and the text messages you can send out to make sure your guest is prepared f- to get there. All that was really is, has been secondary in this process to actually acquiring bookings first for your business. Yeah. Uh, so this fall, that's going to be one, one of the priorities for us is, is actually putting all that automation you know, in and out and, and build out your system that way. Um, but to be honest, when, when I came, when I came onto the project, when we, when we signed it, I was expecting to do more of that, but then the data told us otherwise that, Hey, we really need to start over on traffic generation and, and bookings first. And then we'll pick back up with all, all the, um, you know, the guest mm-hmm. work after the fact. And, and, um, you know, that's, I, th- I think it's been worked out for, for everybody. <laughs> oh gosh. We've, um, we have learned so much, you know, it's just it, a super steep learning curve for me, even though I understand all this stuff, you know, this is a, this yeah. is the whole physician heal thyself thing. You know, we, we, I talk about it for, for others, but really we, we just felt we, we didn't need this before. And there we were in, in that situation where we needed it in a hurry. And in retrospect, you know, if we were to do it again, then it would start much earlier. But of course, you know, we're working with you to, to now create the strategy that we take forward, as you just said, to make sure that as we go into 2020, we have all our ducks in a row. Right. And, and kind of, the proof in the pudding there is the fact that, that, you know, you're, you're list, you know, Canada stays was a major, you know, contributor to you, to your bookings. Right. Um, and if global traffic from one of your partners goes down, mm-hmm. you're left holding the bag, you know, 
most of these, these booking sites have got, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of properties. They, they can survive a little bit of dip a lot easier than, than the property management company can. Part, part of the next step is to really develop that front end marketing strategy to get make sure you guys have a steady stream of new guests or new eyeballs coming into your coming into your environment and dependent of those listing sites. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We've always been more of a direct booking site than, yeah. than any other. And I think with Canada stage, we were beginning to rely a little bit too much on them to bring us these, this, this traffic. And when that started to tail off, that that was where the crunch point came and right. and has me thinking well yes we really have to go back to to the beginning and make sure that we have you know, we, we've ironed out all the kinks for next year so yeah i'm i'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it um again it's if we can um tweak or change the the booking um process i i bet we'll see a nice little um nice little jump from that as well yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, we're looking forward to it too. I mean, there's a lot for us to do as we get into the fall and and we start planning for next year. You know, one of the things we're looking right. at is is to um, redo our website because uh, I think there's a lot of improvement we can do there. And certainly along with that, perhaps looking at making a change in our property management system um, because the one we're using is definitely, as you found, it's not serving as well. These are not um, light decisions. Well, I'll, I'll definitely say that. You know, obviously, you, you're, you're, the core of your business operates on, on a couple of these key platforms, so it's it's definitely not something just to um, on a whim go and change. So that, that that's going to be some big decisions for for you guys for sure. Well, it's been huge. You know, huge thanks to to you and Mike for 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 doing what you did. It was a sort of fairly hefty investment for us at at that time when we weren't expecting to make an investment and we weren't seeing the income coming in. Sure, so, yeah. you know, it was a little bit of a leap into, into the unknown saying, okay, we're going to invest this amount. However, if you can meet that goal, which we set at the outset, which, which you have and more, then, uh, then it's definitely going to be well worth our while. So it, it's been a really interesting, you know, interesting period for us, you know, the, the whole change in the dynamics of the marketplace and having to look at something to come in and or somebody to come in and really set us straight on maybe the complacency that we had got ourselves into. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of liken it to, um, you know, prior to here in the U S prior to the big um, crash in 2008 real estate market, you know, anybody could sell in the real estate market from what I've been told. Um, but yeah, you, you, now, you know, and after that, you can really kind of put yourself in check and make sure that you understand your business inside and out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get set up, to, you know, it's kind of like that, that, that gut feeling where, where you get hit in the gut and you, you never ever want to be in that position ever again, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's th- that point in time where, where no matter what, what you're, what you're faced with, but when you get punched in the gut and, and you just had it to, and had it, um, ho- hopefully you never have to go through that again because you, you start taking steps to prevent it. We've, we've learned a lot this year and you know, thank you so much to you and Mike for that. So if anybody out there is listening and thinking, God, I wish we'd done that this year <laughs> or, or is perhaps interested in what Jason and Mike did for us and would like to hear more. And, you know, truly this is not me as part of the same, you know, I, I had to step back on this, you know, with my business partner and sort of jump out of my role within vacation rental formula and working with Mike and Jason. Cause I don't, I don't actually do any work with you on this digital marketing side. It's a sort of completely separate entity. So uh, yeah, I had to talk to my business partner and say, there is no conflict of interest here. I'm not getting anything out of this apart from what these guys can do for my business. So in the same way, when I'm saying to you, my listening audience, that if if you're interested in something similar from Mike and Jason, you know, I, I don't really have a vested interest in this, except I can say that I have been there. My company has been there. We've had the experience and it was ace. That's, that's all I can, that's, that's all I can really say. How can people get in touch with you, Jason? 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Mike and I have got a, a waiting list right now um, that you can certainly hop on, and it's probably a good time for most people coming out of that. But it's um, vacationrentalformula.com slash big kahuna. And you'll, you'll, it'll take you to a application page where you can definitely uh, fill, fill that out, get some more information, have a discovery call with us, and really kind of find out, um, kind of get, give you give you a state of the union on, on your business in, in terms of judgment marketing and where, um, kind of give you a couple options. One, where, where you'd go next and B, if you don't know anything about it and don't want to put the time into to learning it, uh, you just want to reap the results. Uh, you know, there's definitely an offer there to allow us to do that for you. Perfect. And I'll make sure that that link is, uh, is on the show notes. Fantastic. So I know you're working on something else for us today, so I'll let you get back to that. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for having me on, Heather. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's always my pleasure, Jason. Always a pleasure to, uh, to talk to you. Well, I wanted to bring you that. You know, not, not to be selling Mike and Jason's service, although I'm blown away with how successful it's been for us. Uh, one of the reasons, I mean, Mike knows our business and I'm sure that really, really helped. Uh, however, Jason, not so much. He didn't know the ins and outs of our property management business. So he asked the right questions and came up with the right solutions uh, it was Mike who, you know, sets up the Facebook ads and the Google ads and you know, does more of the graphic um, side of of the work. And, and he'd worked, Mike also worked with me a lot on the newsletters and the email broadcasts that, that we were, were sending out because those, that's something we didn't actually talk much about because that's what we did at the very outset and and got massive response from some of the email broadcasts we did and it was just the way in ways in which we worded it so i've always said that i will not endorse something that i haven't either experienced myself or i have good experience or i have talked to people who have experienced that uh, that that resource or that service and have been very happy with it. So, you know, an endorsement from me is is tough to get. And uh, and I do endorse this one. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. It was really good for me actually to go through everything that we did over the past 6 or 7 weeks um you know step by step because there was there was an awful lot of it. And I know my staff, by the time we get to, to Labor Day, are going to once again heave this universal sigh of relief and go, oh, I'm so pleased that that is over. And, and we can start working towards 2020, but it's going to be very different in 2020 because we, we have to appreciate that times are changing and that people's vacation plans, their vacation now, the ways they go on vacation are changing. One of the things that, that I had a discussion with Mike about, I think is one, one of these things that's happening, is something I noticed with Christina. I mean, Christina's been on the podcast. She's our customer service manager, and she's absolutely fantastic at the job. She works from home, and she has two small daughters, a 7-year-old and 11-year-old. And she, Christina is a great mom. She She's always helping them with all sorts of activities. They're always doing stuff throughout the summer. So they've always got piano lessons or swimming lessons or dance classes or skating or whatever, all sorts of different things. And I heard Christina say to me recently, she said, oh, we can't go away for too long because the girls have got piano lessons and I paid for them and I don't want them to miss it. And I had an aha moment and I thought, how many of these families now are doing this? They've got all this organized activities for their kids throughout the summer. And those organized activities go over parents' vacation time as well. So there's this toss up, you know, do we do we miss out on what we paid for in terms of the kids' activities so that we can all go on vacation together? Or do we just stay home, do a staycation and... Uh, and go out for day trips. And I'm wondering a bit if, if that's what's happening and that's what's making the week-long vacation less attractive to families than it was before. 
So that's just something else, just something I sort of happened upon. And, and it's mere conjecture, so it might mean absolutely nothing. But, you know, I'll be really grateful to hear from you guys out there about, you know, what you think. What has your year been like so far? Has it been up? Has it been down? Are you noticing any any changes in the way that people are vacationing, the, the way that they uh, ask about vacations, um, the timing, are they leaving it to the last minute or are they booking very far in advance? You know, particularly I'd like to hear from, from those of you who are in those traditional markets where all of a sudden you've been, like us, just blown sideways by this change in attitude towards vacations. So leading up to our 300th episode, we've just got two more to go before we hit 300. 300 is, episode 300 is going to be um, just a special one. It's just going to be me and Amy Hynote. And we're just going to be talking about the state of the industry. So much has happened in the last few weeks that I want to talk to Amy about, you know, what, what it's been like for her in her tenure as the publisher of VRM Intel, because she has her finger so much on the pulse of the industry. And I want to talk to her about, you know, what, what, what she's seeing in terms of how quickly things are changing and what she sees for the future. So that's going to be our 300th episode. I'm really pleased to um, to have Amy with me to talk about that. Um, and that's coming up in a couple of weeks. And after that, we've got our new format that uh, we'll be rolling out with episode 301. So from me and for now, thank you so much for being with me. It's always a huge pleasure to, to, to know that you're listening. I'd love it if you go to the show notes and make a comment or go to iTunes and leave a review. I mean, God, goodness me, you know how much we all love reviews. Well, I do too. So, you know, if you can go find somewhere to review the podcast, um, I'd love, I'd love you to do that. Uh, if you enjoy it, of course. <laughs> so, so thank you for being with me once again. And of course, I'll be with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.